Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Today, um, as usual, we have a guest, um, pretty special guest, all the way from Texas. You know, you see, we're really expanding the map. We got Michigan, uh, got the state of California locked up. Now we're going, uh, we're going to Texas. Um, I got my buddy Nolan Steeples. Uh, Nolan, how are you doing? I'm doing good today. How are you doing, Jer? I'm good. Um... Got you on here. I want to talk a little bit uh, Texas football, um, what it's like. Nolan, Nolan's an offensive lineman. Um, just kind of the authentic football experience you've gotten from uh, being raised up in Texas. So I'll kind of just let you take over. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, it's just it's really big here. You know, like for my school, we're, our schedule this year, we play two top 75 teams in the nation back-to-back games and they're not even like district games like we scheduled those because we can and it's just like like playoff games third round of the playoffs not even like 16 teams are left in the playoffs and you're playing at kyle field texas a&m like it's just it's insane Five thousand people plus at every game it's just it's one of the best 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 atmospheres that you can have in the country it just produces great talent too yeah, I, I mean, I know you live in California, so like you guys have great talent there too, as well. Well, that's what for me. I um, the school I actually go to doesn't have a football team, so I've always I've always been a football person, and like I'd I'd just go to other like even before I was in high school, I'd go to football games to some of the nearby schools, but I haven't really experienced the true authentic experience. Um, and I feel like obviously across the nation, uh, Friday nights in the fall. Um, are considered, you know, going to football games and such. So, and I mean, the epitome of that and the pinnacle of that, you know, is the great state of Texas. So, um, you you mentioned it, like playing at Kyle Field and stuff like that. What's what's it like when you're playing in such big, in front of such big lights? Um, as only a high schooler, I mean, you're at times getting more views than uh than like you know low college teams. You know, kind of, it's just, it's bizarre to me. So how yeah, do you, how do you kind of deal with that and look at it, look at that? It's pretty insane. Like this year we had two regular season games that were on TV, like the local television station of Houston. So like, you know, that's pretty big population. So that's pretty like insane. And then like, it's just insane to walk out like pregame. You walk out into like Kyle Field, you know, the stands aren't full of course, cause it's like a hundred thousand capacity. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's that. just insane to see like, you know, lower deck that it just keeps going. It's like insane. Like, I don't know. It's pretty. It's just it's surreal to see like. I don't know. No, it's I mean just, it, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine. Um, yeah. You know, I. Uh, I'm trying to even think. Uh, baseball, baseball in general, I mean, you're not going to get as many people, I, you know, I'm not playing at the highest level, I can't, I can't imagine having a thousand people watching me, um, yeah. what's it like, so obviously, I mean, 
you're playing. Uh, what have you seen from like your uh, your school, like the students? Um, how does your like fan base? Obviously, Texas is very big. I take it you travel a good deal throughout the state and maybe beyond. Um, do like your friends and like non football players at your school? Do they like travel pretty well along with you guys to support? Yeah. Well, the previous pre- this past season or the year before, we had a pretty interesting thing happened at our homecoming game with our student section to where our student section decided to throw over 3,000 cheese slices whenever the beat dropped on our one of our fight songs and after that our student section kind of got taken away so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as good this year but like because a bunch of a bunch of kids that like you know they were like the leaders of like the, the throwing of the, the cheese like they kind of got kicked out of games, but they were like the real ones that were like bringing like the enthusiasm to it in the fan, like in the student section. So it just it wasn't the same after our homecoming game, but it was still, you know, we probably had like four thousand people, five thousand people coming from our side every time. But once we got to the third round of the playoffs, we played um, Rockwell High School, and they had like a huge student section, and they were like heckling us. It was. It was pretty funny, and dude. They were making like they put up like the roster on max preps, and they were sort they sorted it by height, and we had like a five five dude in our team, and they're just they're calling him out by name, bro. It was pretty funny. That'd be me if I played football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's that that cheese thing. That is that is hilarious, and that's the kind of that's just the kind of high school sports thing. I uh, you just rarely get to experience, and that's what makes high school. Sports so magical. That's why I've always been, you know. Obviously, I enjoy pro sports. I like the NFL, which we'll talk more about later. I I love the MLB, but overall, I just like collegiate and high school sports more because it's just more. It, it's genuine passion, and you never know what's gonna happen. Obviously, sports in general is unpredictable, but there's nothing quite like uh, sport like like college sports and high school sports. Um, that's what. Th- on that note, like just in terms of special things happening, this on kind of on the opposite spectrum of that uh, cheese. Yeah, we'll call it an incident. I think that's hilarious. But um, this year, um, basketball is a bit bigger for us. Um, we're not even very good, but we're able to get turnouts at basketball games. Um, we're playing a non-conference game against uh whatever I don't even remember who bad team. Um, and we were beating them by a lot, and we put in um. Uh, one of our, uh, a bench player who, um, he has some, uh, issues. Um, I, I don't want to speculate on what they exactly are, but, um, cause I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, but, um, the, we put him into the game and, uh, he was able to hit a three pointer with, um, with like 15 seconds left. And like our student section went wild and like a bunch of people like ran across the court and got scolded. Um, it's just high school sports. Even even not in the bright lights of Texas, it's just so incredible. You throw that into Texas, it, it it's mind boggling to me. Um, how well, speaking of, I, I mentioned it earlier that you probably travel decently. Um, what's what's the farthest you've traveled for a football game? Oof, I think three hour three hours. I think that's it. Yeah, but that was that was to Waco. Waco. Yeah, it's, I mean, because that's the thing, it's it's all relative. For a state like Texas, I mean, you, it's just, it's so massive, that three-hour commute, that, I mean, that's legitimate. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, 
considering that you're not out of high school yet. Um, so there might not be as many notable people um, that the common folk would know. But who's the probably the biggest name that you've ever played against? Jackson Smith. The, I don't even know how to say Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. The Ohio State commit, yeah. Yeah. He's wild. Well, and that's the thing. For a state like Texas, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're just you're playing at, at that level, it feels like you're probably there's so many guys on the field that have that are going D1 and have been you know looking like that for a long time. It's just I I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that 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 just blows my mind. Yeah. Because sorry, continue. Insane. He was insane, but we had on our team we had Dwight McLaughlin who was a he was also very high. He was he goes to LSU, but he he only allowed him to one catch that game. Whew. We we still lost because you know they just beat us in other ways. Yeah. Dude, whenever whenever you zone in, whenever whenever they have a player of that talent, you have to zone in on him on defense or whatever, and it just it gets you beat. When I feel um, like with a guy like that, that just like um, shadows the number of guys that maybe they're not like five star absolute studs. But, like, you know, even the lower tier, you got three, four stars that are just as good. That would be, uh, you know, way more in the limelight in a smaller state. But Texas, just so big and so talented. I mean, definitely, definitely one of the most talented football states there is in terms of high school. I mean, you think Georgia puts up a fight, Florida, uh, California. But there's not, I mean, you look at it, they're always, you, you'll see it all over social media. People post, like, High school football stadiums in Texas. Like here, here. Let me let me look it up right now. High school football stadium, Texas. Cause like, there's just nothing like it. It looks like it could be a legitimate college program. It's massive. Like, let's see. Yeah. I just cl- clicked on McKinney. McKinney. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's in, that that's insane. Obviously, the capacity is incapable, but in terms of like aesthetics and how it like. It, that looks like it could legitimately be a D1 field. That, yeah. I mean, everything's I bigger in Texas. That definitely uh, applies to football. But um, I feel like I've, I don't want to have to keep restating things um, in terms of who you've played. If you have anything to add on, feel free. But um, as, you know, as, just as a player, what's it like? Um, in a state like Texas, when you're surrounded with that talent, how do you work yourself to get better, like feeding off of them, etc.? Oh, it's it's so competitive because at my school, we're you know we're a big six A school. We're pretty we're pretty um, we're pretty good. I mean, we've gone to the third round back to back years. So, but we have seven senior alignment that could start like this next year, plus some juniors that could start. So it's like. If someone gets injured, you know, we're fine. Like, in other states, if someone gets gets injured, their whole entire season could go from, I don't know, 8-2 and two to 2-8. Two and eight. Yeah. Like, we had we had games last year where we had four or five starters out on the sideline to injury, and we didn't lose those games, which was – it just shows, like, how deep, how much depth there is and how many – like, you have to work out, like, at least six – seven times a week to even get playing time it's insane yeah um definitely overall i mean sports you're always told especially when you get to like a high school level that like you gotta 
put in that work to have a chance. And, oh, my God, first pitch of the Padre game, Jack Peterson took Chris Paddock deep. Terrific. Um, that's, a te- that's a Texas-born guy. Um, uh, but, yeah, they're always told, you know, you got to work. You got to be first one in, first one out. I mean, that crazy. I mean, like you said, you have so many guys that can play. You really have to take that upon yourself in programs like that or else you're just not going to do anything. But that's also – that directly correlates – with how much talent there is in Texas and how many guys are able to go D1, go pro, etc. Because when you're when you're pushed, it's clear. Competition makes players better. So, when you keep competing, you know, everyone wins. So, that I mean, that's great. Um, offensive linemen again, um, what spots have you been playing? Like have you been do you try to like focus on versatility because I know that'd be a big thing with um, so much talent like do you work at tackle? Do you work at guard? Do you kind of mix it all in? Oh, yeah, because I've been – I played center, left guard, and right guard my first three years. I'm playing center this year, but, you know, you never know when – that's what I'm talking about, like, with the injuries and stuff because the wear and tear of this – you know, you can play 16 games in high school, Texas high school football. If you make the state championship 16 games, that's going to wear down a high schooler's body, so – you know, there's going to be games where guys are going to have to, you know, sit out because of their shoulder or ankle or something, and you're going to have to be able to go from center to left tackle, maybe just in case, or something of that sort. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it. Let's see. In college, what, max is like 15 because you'd go 12-game regular season, say conference championship, uh, two games in the playoffs. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. That's... That's just, it blows my mind. Um, in terms of, obviously you have your high school, which is, um, you know, the focal point of just about everything sports-wise and uh, going to college. But do you do, like, any additional work? Like, uh, do, you, do you play with separate teams or some sort of, like, I, I don't know, um, like different kind of training outside of just with your high school? Well, right now I train with two different trainers because we can't go to the school because of, you know, the yeah. whole entire corona thing. So, But I usually train with at least one trainer on the side during the off season just to get extra work because if you're not putting extra work in, someone else is. So you're going to get out work if you're not doing that. So, you know, that there's that. But right now I'm going to two guys. Um, I go... To one guy five days a week, and then another guy three days a week, three days of the week. So that's helping me out big time right now. Yeah, I gotta gotta put in the work. Um, how do are uh? Well, I guess I was about to say phrase it in a dumb way. Um, like how important are different like camps um to you and just overall like get uh like being able to get noticed. I mean. There's some, but you got you got to pick the right ones because there's if you if you already know like if you get invited to that camp by a certain college coach, then you should probably go to it. But if if it's just you know show up, there's not really any big time exposure, then it's kind of just a waste because you could be tra- you could be you know doing something better training because sometimes those coaches at those camps are kind of off and they're teaching you bad habits that your high school coaches don't want you to do so yeah i can understand that like they they bring in they invite the guys that they're really there for 
They'll bring in other guys if someone really catches their eye. Maybe they'll be on their radar, but other than that, the guys are kind of just there. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Yeah. In terms... Uh, I keep saying in terms of... I, I feel like I all I do is repeat my words, and again, I say this every episode. I just jumble my words. I don't know why anyone listens, but I appreciate that you do. Um, how How is it... Do you, do you notice, like, are there scouts... At a lot of your games, or just like the Texas games in general. Oh yeah, if you like, especially when you're younger, when you're not playing the varsity level, but when you're like a freshman and you're in the stands, you you notice, you know, there's just guys there with notebooks, and we have like, especially during our spring ball practices, because that's when the biggest amount of recruiting is. We get like fifteen college coaches, like not not head coaches, but like college scouts a day. Like last year, we had the USC head coach come for uh, Dwight McLaughlin and cool. him and a bunch of his other coaches came and he still went to LSU. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, Sums uh, up USC the last couple of years, eh? <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to play for Clay Helton or, I mean, by the time he, by the time he really gets settled in, probably won't be Clay Helton, but that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, how about uh, Herm Edwards at Arizona State? Y'all looking good? Herm Edwards, he's 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 doing great. Um, recruiting's a bit slower this go around. Last year, I mean, absolutely dominating, took over the state of California. Um, not as flashy thus far, but we're getting our guys. There there have been a, kind of a lot of lower tier three star guys, but I really trust our coaching staff in what they see in the guys as well as I don't know I don't know if you know Antonio Pierce. But he he's an incredible recruiter. He's our uh he's now our co defensive coordinator. Um, he used to coach at uh Long Beach Poly. He when he came over here, um, he brought all of his guys, um, including like Merlin Robertson, uh, Rashard Crosswell, a bunch of those guys. Um, was influential in bringing in Jack Jones from USC. Um, I I really like what ASU is doing. I think we can add more talent. I love Jaden Daniels at the helm. Um, it's gonna be fun to see for sure, but. In turn, what what are obviously you're going into your senior year? Um, are you getting any form of looks? Um, what's your what are you trying to accomplish this year and beyond? Yeah, I've got some you know D twos and D threes that I talk to and stuff, but it's just there's so much uncertainty with you know the scheduling and stuff. I mean, right now we're scheduled to start our season. We're start we're scheduled to start practice September third, so that's a whole month away from when we're uh, recording this. So. That's like a whole month of work to get in before first practice, which is, it's just really abnormal. Right now, we should be, you know, starting football, but we're not, so it's just weird. But I do got some D twos and D threes that I talk to every day, and it's mostly like, you know, they sh- it, this schools like that they have to wait because you know they have limited number of scholarships. They have to wait and see what you do with your senior year. And right now, I'm, I'm just I'm feeling great and really really good, optimistic about it. So I think I'll. I will probably most likely play D two or D three as a, in college, maybe a low level D one. Yeah, man. I mean, t- total respect. I mean, that's that. Most people, you look, you look at everyone goes through the statistics of like the uh, the odds of a high school player playing college, college to the pros. I mean, that's an incredible feat, and it, it does suck that there is kind of the uncertainty about. The D twos, D threes, and even just lower tier D ones. Um, 
up given the oh Trent Grisham just hit a no doubt shot tie game love to see it um <laughs> sorry but um it's good you know you're staying optimistic and you that's what ultimately you can't let those external forces stop you you gotta keep on your grind which you're you're clearly doing and you can't you can't worry about those stuff so you just gotta keep playing and know that it'll all work out because as grim as things look in terms of, you know, the state of maybe, I guess, just the world, but also uh, how those teams are going to be able to operate, you're going to get it done. You're going to, you know, if you work hard, you're going to get, you're, you're going to get far in life. That's, I mean, that's cliche, but I, I really respect it and um, hope you keep going with it. Um, I was going to say something. I was going to say something, but apparently my fridge would rather... Um, you want to get into a little, a little NFL discussion, yeah? Sure. All right. I'll, uh, let's see, what's going on? Um, I didn't actually read about it. Let me pull up Bleacher Report. What was, o- did you see what Odell was, like, saying earlier? I didn't, I didn't see it. I did not. Here, let me, let me pull it up, because apparently he was, like, complaining, or, like, apparently, he, he said it was an old quote, but he said that the NFL, like, shouldn't, um, like, play, they should cancel the season. Um, here, I have the article. It says, and, and he, he did say that this was an old quote before he saw all the precautions and stuff, but he said that the, he doesn't believe the NFL should hold the 2020 season from the pandemic. And he says he feels the campaign is only being held. Um, uh, or he said the main point he was getting across is that the league's owners don't see the players as being human. Um, let me skim through it. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure... I can't confirm this, so, I mean, if I'm wrong on this, uh, listeners, you can call me out for being an idiot, but I'm pretty sure he had, like, a, like, a big party at one of his houses. Like, let me look at it. I'm gonna look this up again. Um, Odell Beckham party. Yeah, I I swear he had a really big party. Um, That wouldn't surprise me. It would not. Um, okay, I can't find it for sure, but I feel like I read something on Twitter that he did. Regardless, I mean... I like Odell. I I don't know. I just I can't take anything Odell says with more than a grain of salt. Maybe that's just me, but um, Odell is like Odell's like the Kyrie of of the uh, NFL. Like he always he's always the first to say something, but like he hasn't done anything since about 2016, 2017. Yeah, I mean I, I mean it's no doubt. Like both honestly, that's a great comparison. Both are very good. But it's just a lot of talking and shenanigans. Um, I don't know. I just... And uh, I mean, it's glorified um, his struggles. When in reality, I mean, it's solid. But I, that's honestly a terrific comparison that I didn't think of. Um, yeah, he later said that um, he wouldn't opt out and it was done previously. Um, NFL also said that they're putting a, a deadline on players opting out, which will be... Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, it'll be interesting to see, I imagine. We, you know, we've already heard some guys, including Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley, further crippling our defense, um, opting out. It should be interesting, I think. We'll probably see, and I mean, that was amongst others, of course. There have been a lot that have announced. But we'll see probably a flurry of guys um, opt out close to that uh, deadline. It'll be, it'll be really interesting to see because... I mean, obviously, I understand it, but it's just gonna—it's gonna shift the dynamic of a season, and 
it's gonna probably force me to fine tune my uh my every single game NFL predictions. Whoopee. I think I think opting out makes sense though if you're if you're like an established player that you're on you're not on a winning team but you've made like enough money to where this one season wouldn't hurt you. Like not playing, losing that like one just one year of money. Uh, if that doesn't hurt you because you already you know made a good amount, like if you're a rookie or second year, third year player, it's not on a bigger rookie contract, then this should be like the year for you to absolutely just turn up and gain respect in the league, try and become a big name player if you haven't already. Yeah, that's what I think. There, like, there definitely are benefits. Some of the um, lower tier, I wouldn't call them lower tier, but not as well known guys who maybe haven't gotten the opportunities, they can take advantage of. Um, players opting out. And I think as much as I hate it as a Jets fan, for a guy like CJ Mosley, it makes so much sense. I mean, he's on the Jets. I wouldn't want to play for the... I'd opt out in a regular season if I'm with the Jets. Um, But he, I mean, he got a fat contract that he was able to get a lot of money from last year despite playing in like two games. Um, An established veteran that that has made a lot of money in not necessarily a contending situation exactly what you described as uh, sensible for opting out, um, which is unfortunate for teams, but you really can't blame players, ultimately anyone, because, you know, you're going to have to make sacrifices ultimately when, you know, however the season figures out to play. Um, I feel like maybe maybe the concept of a bubble isn't feasible for a 16-game season, but regardless, you're going to be in some form of uh, a containment. It, it, it's putting a lot out there, and these guys, I, I don't, you know, obviously they love the sport, but you got to put your health first, and if you're not comfortable with doing something amidst a pandemic that, I mean, we're still, we don't we don't know everything about, I, you can't blame anyone. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else, what else is going on in the NFL? 49ers signing, signing Jordan Reed. I, I mean, that's a great move. Obviously, you got Kittle, but... Uh, a guy like Reed, he when he's healthy, he's really good. So taking a flyer on him for a one year, um, uh, a one year deal. I'm gonna turn do not disturb on my computer. Um, one year deals, I think it's really incentive based. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense, and if he pans out, uh, just gives more weapons for Jimmy G to be able to be mediocre. <laughs> yeah, the Forty ers just they love to use bigger skill guys they give them mismatches and then they have speedy guys on the edge yeah um that's really what it is and it's fast running backs because yeah. you gotta put somebody bigger is not as fast on a tight end to be able to you know cover them which means you're taking some speed off the field which opened opened it up for raheem monster last year but he's gone now so yeah um no definitely i mean they just and they just have so many weapons that, um, are you here? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, they have so many weapons to the point where you got, you got the number of receivers, uh, Debo Samuel, I know he was questionable, he had like a foot injury or something, but you got, like, Debo Samuel, um, you got Brandon Ayuk, um, I feel like they had someone opt out, didn't they? Um, but they have San Francisco... 49ers, wide receivers. I feel like they had someone opt out. Um maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Um 
they have a number of guys that really will fit their system. Um, I think mean, when you have Kittle and Reed, if Reed's healthy, I mean, that gives you the option to go with that two tight end set. And obviously when you're facing a guy like Kittle, you kind of have to put a lot of your attention on him. Um, which could open up for Jordan Reed to have a big resurgence. I re- I hope I hope he's able to do something big. Uh, was had to be stuck um, in Washington as well as having to deal with a number of injuries, concussions. I think it'd be great to see him work out. And like you said, I mean they have that wild backfield. They got Monster, uh, Coleman, McKinnon, just just a slew of weapons um, that you can really mix and match as you please. And that that you know, goes even deeper when you add a guy like Jordan Reed. Yeah. Um, sorry, I feel like I'm just I- I'm just talking. Um no, you're, you're, you're a Chiefs guy, um, right? Yeah. So you got uh well first off, how uh, how do you get to be a Chiefs guy from uh from Texas? Well my parents my parents both grew up in Kansas, so that kinda helps. But I mean, that's basically what it is. Oh, Every, okay. I, I, I mean, Texans are my second favorite team, but ever since I saw, like, Jamal Charles, like, running, like, back when he played for the Chiefs, you know, back in, yeah. back in when we had, you know, a great running back, but not a very good quarterback. Now it's, you know. Yeah, a little, 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 just a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit different now. But, like, as soon as I, I saw Jamal Charles, I was like, you know, I just really like them, and then, my grandpa was a Chiefs fan too. So was my dad. So that okay, was my that, team. That that makes sense. I mean, I'm a Jets fan. My dad's from New York. I, I like. I feel that. Um, like I was. He was never really a Chargers fan, so I wasn't really. And then I mean, obviously, when they went to LA, they're. Pro- I honestly like. I hate to say this, but I think I hate the Chargers more than the Patriots. <laughs> but. Chargers don't have many fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And that's the thing. I mean, they don't have a lot, but I think it was it's understated that how how many loyal fans there were in San Diego, and then they go to L.A. where they have even fewer fans. Which, like, I mean, I'm not saying that the Chargers fan base was necessarily big even when it was San Diego, but it was incredibly loyal. You're, you're some of the biggest diehards you'll see. Yeah. Um. What do you think about? I mean, the Mahomes contract. I think it's it's just it's a smart move for both. Teams both sides you know Mahomes he gets a ton of money and you know that's generation that's going to be like generational wealth like I mean his kids are never going to have to really work that hard yeah neither will <laughs> they'll, probably, they'll probably be super talented anyways but yeah and then the Chiefs you know they get their franchise guy for another like 12 years because they still technically on his rookie contract for the next year or so and he he really doesn't even they lined it up perfectly to where as soon as Chris Jones like contract expires the new one that he signed as soon as it expires that's when Mahomes starts making like the real money. Yeah, totally makes sense. Well, that's what you you said. It's a win win. Uh, Mahomes get the money. Um, kind of hard to lose a deal when you're making that much money. I mean, you said it. His kids may even if they're talented in theory they wouldn't have to do much and be fine as well as I mean his brother can just keep making TikToks. Probably, <laughs> um, but he, I think uh, on the Chiefs side of it, I mean, he's gonna get paid massive money regardless. When you get him now, it, obviously it's a crazy amount of money. But the way that sports work is the number is gonna keep going up and up. So he's not necessarily gonna be 
the highest paid quarterback, you know, by, by like, in not, there's not necessarily an ideal guy I think of in the next couple of years, but naturally, it's going to slowly become closer and closer. So, lock, and locking him up for that time, lining it up with the Chris Jones deal you mentioned, it, it's the move for Kansas City. You got to extend him. They, they did it in a terrific way. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, what else, what else has been going on in Kansas City? I feel like that's the main thing that's been clouding everything. Has there been any major developments? I mean, we've really just seen a uh, like guy like Tyron Matthew. He's really just he's loved the city now. I think I think he'll become like the franchise guy, defensive guy too. I mean, the fans just you gotta love you gotta love a five foot, you know, nine ten guy in the NFL that's one of the best players on the team. Plays with the passion that he has. You know, he just... I feel like just watching him, like, like hit dudes that probably outweigh him by, like, 50 pounds. Like, 50 pounds running... Running backs that outweigh him by 50 pounds. Like, just watch him hit stick people, like, that much bigger than him. It's just... It's pretty cool to see the way... You, you can tell it just... Same thing with Tyree Kill. Like, you can just tell, how, like, how hard they work. Yeah, I'm all here for the... To support the short kings, man. <laughs> Not 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 tall. Work hard and have the heart. Um, uh, it was Dam- Damian Williams opted out, right? Damian who? Uh, Damian Williams. Yeah, I think so. So but, I mean, uh, we have we have Clyde Edwards Hilarious. That's so we'll what. That's what I'd almost say. Like, obviously, you'd rather not have you know your top running back opt out, but it it could end up being a blessing in disguise because you're gonna get to see Clyde Edwards Hilarious. <laughs> be a main back um, really early on, so you're going to know what you get, and there's no doubt he's really talented. I think he can be very successful getting the lion's share, because ultimately, um, you know, the way running backs work, I'd be surprised unless they were able to get him at a really good contract. Um, I'd be surprised if Damian Williams will stay longer, because, I mean, it's just a cycle of running backs. You're not going to, there's no point of paying running backs. It's I mean, besides, like, McCaffrey, running backs just aren't worth that money. So yeah. you get to see what you have in Clyde edwards Salar, who's, I believe, it's a special a- talent and just a really good compliment to Patrick Mahomes because, I mean, I feel like even with a non-existent run game, that offense is still going to be great just ha- with the volume of their pass attack. Yeah, it's like running back is the most replaceable position in football. At yeah. least at, at, the, at that high level. I mean, college, you know, not so as much because that's, like, high school, that's probably one of the most important positions because of, you know, just the, the game changer. But, you know, when when you get to the NFL, running backs, you know, they're not the big play, as big of a play guys anymore unless it's, like, a Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, or so, Saquon right now. Well, and I think the thing about running backs that make them so replaceable and uh, sticking with the concept of how much more valuable they are in college and high school is the fact that the, the career of a running back is so much shorter um, because the wear and tear of the running back yeah. position, you just, I mean, you, you, you'll see the occasional guy like Frank Gore who um, defies time, but, I mean, running backs past 30, even, like, earlier than that, you see that steep decline, and when in reality it's very easy to get replaceable running backs in the late rounds of the draft, or at least middle rounds. So, And that, that's why in college, in high school, they have, you know, they're so fresh, not necessarily 
having played so much football and having to deal with um the toll um on, it does on their bodies it it just it's hard to justify paying the running backs which I feel bad for cuz I mean the guys are talented but it's just a matter of sport and business yeah yeah well um that's all I really have on the NFL anything you care to add I mean just NFL um high school football in Texas I feel like we were like, I don't know. I'm just. I, it fascinates me. It's so so fun looking to me. But um, do you have any anything more to add? I mean, who who you got in the, the NBA finals after the restart? I'm really. I don't know. I'm not an NBA guy much. Um, it's still all regular alignment, right? Yeah, like, I think it's still one one through eight on each side. One through okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like the. I don't know. The Bucks will make it there on the the eastern side, um, but they'll lose to the Lakers because I don't think the NBA is necessarily scripted. But I mean, come on, Co- with the Kobe death, um, yeah, with just so much of the uncertainty, you got LeBron um, in his second se- or second season, correct in LA? Yeah. Um, it just it, it makes a lot of sense, and more than just that, I mean, they're a terrific team that when you have. LeBron and Anthony Davis playing at a high level are very, very hard to stop. So I'll, I'll go with the Lakers over it, the Bucks in six. Um, I Again, not a basketball guy, so don't have too much insight into it. Frankly, I mean, I've, I haven't really even watched much since uh, the bubble games have started. But nonetheless, uh, who do who you got? I think I got Lakers over Bucks in six or seven. I know it's, it's going to be a good series, but, like, one of the dudes is in – I mean, I know he's probably been all over the he's been all over the headlines. It's like bull bull, you know. It's just yeah, it's pretty it's pretty, pretty fascinating to see a dude of that size be able to do what he does, athleticism wise, and just handle the ball. You know, most guys of that height would just walk into the league and just stand in the stand in the paint and just rely on that height. But he actually has a skill set. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. It's it's not stoppable. Um, re, I mean, really fun to watch looking at. The highlight reels, watching them just playing game, it's uh, it is fun. Also, just putting this out there for those, um, I've gotten comments about or like, I people have texted me about how during the podcast they'll they'll like hear me eating and like, yeah, I'm I'm hungry. This this stuff, I mean, it's a, it's a decently sized show. I, I'm gonna have a snack or two, and I I welcome my guests to also have snacks. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So just wanna wanna put that out into the universe. As we transition to the two-minute drill, for those who haven't listened before, uh, first off, I recommend you go back and listen to every other single episode. I promise none of them disappoint. Um, well, hopefully, uh, I guess you guys will be the judge of that. But uh, two-minute drill, um, just going to be some rapid-fire questions to our guest. Um, two minutes on the clock, just trying to answer it as fast as possible, our uh, are the two Michiganders, they both failed the two minute drill. Um be kind I mean, and those were those were the last two who uh tried out the two minute drill. Do you think you can break that streak and represent the great state of Texas? I think I got this. Okay, let me let me pull up the timer. Um Okay. Uh uh clock starts now. Fields or T Law? Give me Trevor Lawrence every day of the week. Uh MJ or LeBron? MJ never lost in the finals. Uh, Chiefs regular season record. 
I think I gotta go. Chiefs regular season record thirteen and three or fourteen and two. Jets or Dolphins? Dolphins right now. They got one of the best young coaches in the NFL, and they just got a great future in front of them. Uh, who will be the best wide receiver from the twenty twenty NFL draft class? Jerry Judy. Uh, who wins the Wooden Award? Luca Garza with a Jared Butler close second. Yeah. Uh, who wins the NFC North? I think the Packers take it. Um, unless the Vikings somehow come out of nowhere after they got rid of Stephon Diggs, who knows how negative an impact he will be. Uh, what will Oregon? Oh, sorry. Um, what will Oregon's football record be? If it's ten games, I think they'll go ten and zero and make the playoffs, but they'll lose in the first round. Um, is Kawhi a fun guy? To me, he is. <laughs> uh, who's the best running back in football? I think I gotta go with CMC. Um, who wins uh the Big Twelve in football? Oklahoma, every day of the week, man. Uh, favorite athlete currently? Currently, I got to go with Joel Embiid. Trust the process. Uh, best rivalry in sports, in your opinion? I got to go with Kansas, Missouri. It's been a rivalry ever since the Civil War. Ever since it's kind of gone away, you know, Kansas football has gone down. So they need to bring it back, which they are bringing it back in 2025. So I can't wait to see that. <laughs> uh, Texas or Texas A&M? Texas A&M. Uh, what will Kansas's, uh football record be this season? In a 10-season ten, ten game, I think we'll go 4-6, and six, or maybe 5-5 five and five if we're lucky. All right. Uh, you got it done. You, uh, you had 19 <laughs> seconds to spare. Uh, how do you feel? You, you were able to get it done, beat out the likes of uh, our Michiganders, Jacob Duncan and Owen Channel. <laughs> I was just, man, I was just prepared. I think I kind of, I had the answers kind of already in my head. They were pretty, pretty simple questions, you know, nothing that I had to, really look into too far yeah i mean yeah. it's it's quite the feat man i mean that's what all the all the big uh sports fans i don't know i don't know if all of them could complete the gauntlet that is the two minute drill i also one one kind of issue with this sometimes uh, the, i should pay more attention to how many questions i have on it because i feel like it's inconsistent but nonetheless you beat it um Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, getting, you know, inside the mind of uh, a legitimate um, big-time high school sports player. Um, I wish you the best of luck in your journey to college. Hopefully, you're able to get the season that you've been hoping for. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for talking some football with me, man. Oh, man, just thanks for having me on. I hope, you know, you're going into High school this next year, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be a sophomore, actually. going to be a sophomore? I yeah. forgot. Okay, my bad. I, <laughs> was... I mean, you, I get you, that still a lot. Your, you still got your, your youth with you. You know, just don't just don't waste don't waste high school away, man. It's going to be, especially like sophomore and junior year, because once you start to get like second semester of junior year and they start talking about, you know, I mean, they really already kind of talked to you about the SAT, but, you know, just... Don't be stressed out about it, you know. Just trust yourself, you know. It's it's not as hard as that. And, you know, who knows, maybe by the time that you're getting ready to take that test, it might not even be a thing anymore. Yeah, that's, so I, that's I, I, think, uh, I think California schools, like, don't aren't don't care about ACT, SAT. You might just have to stay in state now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably a better decision anyways because California's a pretty big state. Yeah, so. true. Um. Really appreciate the advice. Um, again, thank you for coming on. Um, uh, make sure to check out uh, the blog, theredshirt.blog. Um, 
had an article up uh, yet two days ago. Um, well, from when we're recording this, um, had a buddy um, share a little uh, insight into Arizona quarterback Grant Canell, who obviously, um, for those who know anything about me, who have read my writing, um, not an Arizona fan, but Grant Canell, um, from watching him, watch him a little bit, you'll, you'll recognize he's a stud, so he goes into his background a little bit. Um, Instagram, v.redshirt, Twitter, the redshirt blog, gotta get the Twitter going, um, Thank you for joining. Um, thank you guys for listening as well. Um, stay on the lookout through you know through the grapevine of uh, the social media. I'll I'll mention some stuff on the podcast, but um, got some got some hopefully big things going. Want to keep expanding um, and really just put out good sports content um, for people to enjoy. So with that being said, again, I feel like I've been saying the same things over and over again. Um, thank you for listening to the Red Shirt Podcast. That'll be all with Nolan Steeples.